Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Predators are often hunted in the nighttime, but can you hunt them in the day too? On this episode, I'm going to give four tips on how you can hunt predators in daylight. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we are talking about how do you hunt predators in the daytime. Now, I think in at least all the places that I hunt, it's usually easier to hunt predators at night. But that doesn't mean you can't hunt them in the day. They are still around. They do still move, especially when you know, you're know you closer to the morning or closer to the evening. They definitely still move, and I think it's actually easier to hunt them during the day uh, towards the, the spring and fall and even in the summertime if you're in a place where that's possible because you have more daylight hours. It's harder for them to you know sit still and do nothing for 14 to 16 hours a day, so they're going to be moving more in the daylight anyway. Whereas in peak winter, which is the time I normally do hunt them at night, you know, the nights are much longer. So you have fewer hours of daytime. It's easier for them to to lay low and just rest during the daylight hours. But you can hunt them during the day, any time of year, uh, provided a number of different factors. Now, when I say predators, I'm talking mostly coyotes, mostly coyotes, Uh, foxes as well. You can add that in there. Probably not so much bobcats. Uh, I'm not even touching mountain lions or bears or or anything larger. Just focusing primarily on coyotes and foxes. So number one, you've got to find the right area. You you can't just hunt them anywhere. You just want to hunt them in thick hardwoods or or open hardwoods or thick cover. It's going to be really, really hard. You've got to have the right area where you can see a distance, where you're able to 
to see and not be seen. You're able to look out a few hundred yards in multiple directions. You've got some terrain that you can use. You've got to be in an area where you can see from a distance. And more than that, there's got to be predators there. All right, you have to have coyotes or foxes in the area if you're going to hunt them. So you've got to scout. You've got to find places where this is this is going to work. And just because they're in the area, like I said, if it's open hardwoods, it's going to be really hard to do this in the daylight in, you know, in, in say, regular white-tailed deer hunting habitat. You need bigger open areas because it's going to be hard to get close to them especially in the daytime. Um, you know, oftentimes people that are hunting deer, they may take a coyote just because it came within range and they saw it or they were out hunting whatever. And, you know, the old adage is, doesn't matter what you're hunting, if you see a coyote, it becomes a coyote hunt. And at least where I live, you can hunt coyotes 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year with essentially any weapon at any time using any means. It is open season on coyotes in the truest sense of the word. Make sure you check your local regulations and laws to to know what you can and cannot do in your area. But oftentimes coyotes are taken, foxes are taken because people are hunting other things and one just happened to come by within close range and they're sitting in a tree motionless for four hours. That can happen. But to go out on a coyote hunt, particular, you know, the, the odds of you hunting deer and having a coyote come within bow range or within 50 yards is very small. It does happen, but for the people that have had it happen to them, it's, it's such a small fraction of the times that they're in the woods. I've never had it happen. I've never one time been deer hunting in a tree stand or in a blind or anywhere, no matter what the wind, weather, or terrain was, and had a coyote come in. I know I think one or two people in their entire lifetime that have had it happen, people that have hunted some for 30 and 40 years, and they've had it happen one time, you figure they might hunt three, four, five times every year, Say you're 25 years just to make the math easier. That's 100 hunts. That's 1%, right? Um, now, some areas that may be more frequent, but the, the point is those tactics, hunting in those places, are not going to give you the levels of success to make hunting like that worthwhile. Okay, you have to have better strategies to be more successful than just, you know, by chance 1% of the time you're hunting something else, a coyote comes by. So you need to find areas that one, that have coyotes and two, you're able to get a vantage point to be able to see from a distance. All right, number two tip. And I know that first one was several tips rolled together, but you get bonuses here on the new hunter's guide. Number two, it's gotta be a low pressure area. Now, when I say low pressure, I mean low pressure for hunting coyotes. Um, some of the best places I've seen to hunt coyotes are pheasant areas. You've got pheasant hunters crawling over fields all day long, chasing these birds that have been stalked. Soon as the sun goes down, they get in their cars and pack up. Coyotes are out on the prowl 
looking for these pheasants that cannot defend themselves, that are not native to the area, that just came off a farm, and they may quit work, quit work out of them. You know, the adage is, if you ever see a pheasant in the springtime, it's probably a wild pheasant, not a stocked pheasant, because the stocked pheasants do not make it. It's not that they can't survive the weather, it's that they get eaten, because they do not know how to fend for themselves and, and just fend off predators. So those kind of areas work good, but those are good for night hunts. So there's lots of hunting pressure in the area, lots of people in the area, but the coyotes get used to that. And they only go out looking for pheasants at nighttime when the people aren't there. So in that kind of situation, having people around isn't going to hinder or blow up your hunt because they're able to tell the difference from when the people are here and when the people are gone. And they go out when the people are gone and they can be somewhat brazen and it works well to hunt them, but that's at nighttime. So if you're going to hunt during the daytime, there's got to be no other hunting pressure there during the daytime. It's, you know, they're, they're going to learn that. If there's people crawling over that those areas, they're not going to be out moving in, in plain view in those areas in the daytime. So you've got to have low hunting pressure. So more and more, this points to big areas. You know, out west is great example. So much land. And you can go and see for hundreds and thousands of acres and lots of big open country and rolling hills. And in other places, you're looking at big farms. You're looking at big chunks of public land, areas where there's going to be low pressure. Uh, and like I said, hunting out of other seasons is going to make this a little bit more viable. You know, don't go out during deer season or during rifle season, at least. Don't go out during turkey season. You want to be out there when no one else is out there and no one else has been out there for a little while. You know, when snow is pouring down in February, that may be a good time to do it. When the woods are, well, not the woods, when the hills are completely empty in June, that might be a good time to do it. Um, it's tougher to hunt in the summertime, though, because things are brushed in and the grass is thick and everything's thick and it's, it's harder to see. Unless you're in an area that's open still. Um, so, but you got to have a low pressure area. Number four, you got to scout for daylight activity. Just because you see sign, just because you see dropping, just because you see tracks, just because you see kills, doesn't mean those predators are out in the daylight doing those things. You got to have daylight signs. And that's going to amount to essentially sightings with the binoculars, trail camera photos, or hearing the coyotes if they're going to be yipping and yapping. Although I find they tend to be quieter during the day. But if you want to have consistent, reliable, reasonable rates of success, and when I say consistent and reliable, I mean like 30%. Okay? If you're thinking... A day of outside coyote hunting, if you've got a 30% chance of success, if one in three or one in four you know, daylight coyote hunts is you coming back with an animal, I think that's outstanding. To say that you can you know, regularly do better than that, I, I think that's only at the master level or you're in places that are just overrun. 
But I, when I think of, you know, consistent, reliable success, I'm thinking about like the 30% range, maybe less than that, 20% range, you know, one in five hunts coming back with a coyote. I think that is a, a good rate of success for that kind of hunting for the new hunter, the average hunter. All right, you're you're going to be hard pressed to do much better unless you seriously are in an area that's overrun. You're getting lucky, or you are a master. And luck does not hold consistently over time, right? You might have a few hunts, you get lucky. You might have a couple seasons, you get lucky, but it's just not going to be consistent over time. And you know, you say, oh well, I had got a coyote each of my last two hunts, hundred percent success rate. We'll hunt twenty times. Now, what's your success rate? All right, it, it's it's not that easy. It's not that simple. It's it's it can be difficult. But everything I'm talking about is trying to get you to that 20%, least within striking distance of coming back with a coyote or a fox in the daytime with some regularity, right? If you're going to go out 20 times, you know, I think it, it's a good return if you come back five times, you know, as a new hunter with coyotes. Uh, there's a lot of people that hunt at night that would love to have those percentage odds. Right? This can be difficult. Now, in some places, it's easier than others, right? So you might hear 20% and you might think to yourself, wow, I, I do way better than that, or I can do way better than that. Or you might hear 20% and think, I've been doing this for 20 years and I've never had that level of success. It really depends a lot on the area, on the hunting pressure, on the other people that are around, but also the scouting. If there are no coyotes there, you can't take one. If they don't move in the daytime and you're hunting in the daytime, you won't take one. So you've got to, and I'm not talking about 20% success rate in terms of number of sets. You might go to one area, that's a set. An hour later, you go to another place, that's a set. Or two hours later, that's a set. I'm talking about in a day, right? In, in, a, in a full outing. You know, 20% of those days, you coming back with something. 20% success rate on a, for each set, I would think, is outstanding. I know coyote hunting guides that do hunt in areas that are overrun and they do not, they are not successful in 20% of all sets. Um, but they are successful in 20% of all hunts, more than that. They might do three, four, five, six hunts or six sets a night when they take a client out and they're doing five or six sets a night. They have really good odds of bringing home a coyote, but they spend their life scouting. They spend their life doing this. It's all that they do. They are above the master level. All right. They're professional. So anyway, I digress. You got to, they got to make sure that they're moving in the daylight. Next, number four, actually I have more than four. You guys get some other bonuses today. Number four, and this is a really big one. I think this is the most important out of all of them, save there actually being animals to hunt in the area, and that is using the terrain. Using the terrain. So what do I mean by that? I mean walking along the sides of hills, walking through valleys, cresting hills slowly with binoculars, trying to use the terrain to your advantage. You know, if, if they're on the plains, you know, south of the hills that you're on, if they're 
potentially in a valley on the other side of some hills. Don't walk along the hilltops. You want to use the hills to cover your sound, your scent, your sight, and then you crest those hills at opportune moments and locations and you look from a distance and you try to see, okay, where might they be at? And you're using that terrain. Now, I do the exact same thing when it comes to turkey hunting um, or even sometimes duck hunting if I'm on foot and have used it deer hunting as well. But, you know, when I'm mo- most often turkey hunting, but when I'm turkey hunting, I'm using terrain that's much smaller and much closer, right? I'm trying to get a vantage point where I can see 100 yards. You know, if I'm trying to use terrain for coyote hunting, I'm trying to get over a hilltop where I can see 500 to 1,000 yards. Okay, whatever you can do, you're, you're, you're trying to keep behind that terrain, keep behind that hill, travel where you can't be seen or heard by anything on the other side of that geography and topography and then climb up sneak up super quiet super stealthy peek over top and then you know nothing over there is going to be able to hear you so you're at the advantage because you're cresting the top slowly deliberately stealthily and now you're just glassing looking for movement looking for predators number five and this is a this goes right along with number four using the terrain and this is to call and move okay call and move so you crest a hill and you see some activity or you have reason to believe there may be activity or it's just a promising area you want to call now you're going to be using a mouth a hand call mouth call or even if you're using an electronic call We're not talking about the same kind of setups that you would usually do in the nighttime where you're going to set up a call and a decoy and move back and have a good vantage point, use the wind, get your red flashlight out, and then try to bring them into the area. Uh, you, You can do that if you have the right terrain. There are times when that's the best thing to do in the daytime. I'm not saying don't do that, but... There, that, that it's not the default automatic always do this in the daytime. So you may crest a hill, all right? You just come over the top of the hill. You think this is a good place to call. You bust out your call, whatever it is, whatever kind of call you're going to use. Call for a minute or two or however long. And then shrink back over that hillside, over the lip of that, that edge. And now move 50 yards, 100 yards come back up and then sit there and wait okay the reason that you might do something like this you're in the daylight it is way easier for them to see you coyotes can definitely see well at night but they can see way better with more detail in the daylight just like you can so what you're doing is you're calling over here and now you're you're going back behind that hillside using that land mass that terrain as cover You're moving away from where you called, and now you're cresting the hill again, super quiet, super stealthy, making no noises, just sitting back with your gun, with your binoculars, and you're waiting from there. Because if coyotes are, they're going to come to where they heard the call, more important than that, they're going to look to where they heard the call. So if you call and just stand there, they're going to look for you, and they are going to find you eventually. 
You can play the game. You try to find them before they find you. You could set up in some thick cover, make it hard for them to find you, and and you've got a better vantage point. That works fine. Um, but if you're cresting a hilltop in wide open country, it can be tough to find great cover to call from. So you crest that hill, you call, you go right back over the edge, you move, you know, perpendicular, you come back up on that hilltop from a different side, and then you sit there and wait. So the eyeballs are going to be on where you called from. So they're not going to be looking 50 to 100 yards away, focusing on that, focusing on you. Use the exact same technique for turkey hunting sometimes. And that's your, you're going to the area, you stop where you want the turkey to go, you call from that spot, you move 25 yards and set down in front of a big tree with some cover in front of it. And that bird's coming in to the wide open area that they heard the call from. Meanwhile, you're sitting in cover close by and they're not looking over to where you are. They're looking to where the call came from. Same principle here, except you're not necessarily trying to get the coyote to come and stand on the spot where you called from. You're trying to get them to look towards that spot and get closer so that you can get a shot without them seeing you and focusing on your position. Because if you call from where you are, that's where all the eyeballs are going to go. Which is why, you know, you could do this with an electronic call. You could put an electronic call right there, move 50 to 100 yards away, sit there, and then start calling. That may be just fine. That may work pretty well. Um, the thing about it is these it's easier for them to spot these calls in the daytime. So that does work. You can use it. Maybe that's your plan A, but that shouldn't be your only plan. If it's wide open spot and you just stick your big Fox Pro right there, you know, they're going to see that. It's in the nighttime. Things are more obscure. You've got other things going on. You've got a decoy. Maybe you've got a decoy during the day. You can try that too. Like I said, that may be your plan A, but... Oftentimes, you know, people that are hunting coyotes on big country in the daytime, they're not carrying all this stuff. You're going to have a hand call, a mouth call. Uh, if you have an electronic call, it's not going to be this elaborate Fox Pro setup with a decoy and all this stuff that you're packing in. Then you're going to pack all that out with a coyote. You're often traveling lighter. You're covering more country. Um, so these are techniques that, that fit that style of hunting maybe a little better. Again, tips. You're putting these things in your toolbox for the right moment, for the right scenario, for the right terrain, so that you've got different options and different things you can do based on how you read the situation. And the number one way to learn how to read the situation is get out there and hunt more. Get out there and hunt them in the daytime. Hunt them in the nighttime. Hunt them anytime you can or want to or is fun for you. And don't expect to be super successful. Okay, this is not like, you know, I, I've done, I don't know, it feels like 100 episodes on deer hunting. And I believe in my heart with all confidence, if you go to the website, newhuntersguide.com, and you go to the um the, uh, what is it called? The category for deer hunting. And you click on it and you see all the scores of deer hunting episodes organized by, by topic. And you listen to all those and you put all those into practice. You will take deer. 
you will be successful, you will be effective a good percent of the time. If you put all that into practice, you are going to be successful a good chunk of the time, maybe more often than not. All right. You go to the website and you listen to all the coyote hunting episodes and you go and you do everything. You are not going to be as successful. Coyote hunting is a lot harder than deer hunting. It's not because my content for coyote hunting is not as good. It's because hunting coyotes is a lot harder. Your success rates, especially when you're new, are going to be lower um, compared to deer hunting. Deer hunting is just, it's easier than coyote hunting. Coyotes are super wary. They're also much smaller. Their, their ability to smell is... I've done episodes about it in the past. They, they basically have superpower in this area. Deer can smell good, but coyotes, they have the ability to hold air in a chamber in their nose even after the air is passed by them to analyze that scent and smell over, no, over a period of time in order to make judgments on it. It's, it's amazing. But it is much harder to hunt coyotes. So you're, and the only way to learn some of these things and get good at it is to just go out and do it. Okay. You can study, you can listen to every episode, you can strategize, you can get the gear, you can pick a spot, you can improve the habitat in your area, and then you can go out and hunt deer and be successful on, you know, your first couple hunts. You can do it. I have, I have the testimonies to prove it on the What Listeners Are Saying page on the website, which is why you ought to go ahead to the website or go to iTunes, leave a review, send me a message, do something so that I can know your story and and maybe put it up there if that seems good to do as well. But I've got the testimonies to prove it. People take the counsel, they take the advice, they put it in the practice for deer hunting, they take deer. Multiple times I've heard people say, first hunt, took a deer. First two hunts, took two deer. First week of hunting took a deer, whereas coyote hunting, it's it, there's so much you need to just take in through the doing of it, um, and I would put turkey hunting somewhere in between. It's not as hard as coyote hunting. Uh, the the odds are not as long as coyote hunting, but it's not as easy. And this is in most areas, not all areas. It's not as easy as deer hunting can be. If you do and you know and you study and you work and you practice and you, you do all the right things, um, turkey hunting is more difficult than deer hunting. Coyote hunting is significantly more difficult than both of those. But coyote hunting can be a lot of fun. And it is absolutely possible to go out and take nothing for five hunts and then take three coyotes in one hunt. Because... They often travel in groups. You can get a group to come in. You start taking shots or there's a couple of you. You're able to drop multiple coyotes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just that kind of a thing where you're able to have a lot of fun with it. And it's something that is more fun, I think, because of the challenge. Again, I like the coyote hunting at night because I think that adds a whole nother dimension of fun. And it's different and you're out in the dark. And you got red flashlights and all the stuff is going on. And that's exciting to me. However, hunting them in the day, covering ground, covering terrain, covering distance is fun for other reasons. You know, some people just like doing that, period. 
that may be the right way to do it for you. It's a great way to scout for hunting other things. Particularly if you're out west, great way to scout for elk hunting. If you're more east, that can be a great way to scout for deer. Could be a great way to scout for turkeys. Could be a good way to scout for bears and other things. Covering ground in the daylight, looking for sign, being cautious, being stealthy, walking through valleys or hillsides, cresting hills, glassing, looking, using everything you can to your advantage, and just pushing and trying to get it done. So I hope this is helpful for you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out all the other episodes on predator hunting and every other kind of hunting you might be interested in. Head to iTunes, leave a review with comment, number one way to help grow the channel. Of course, check us out on YouTube. Till next time, God bless you guys, and go get them in the woods. <laughs>